<laughs> you didn't think you would hear from me again, but I am back because I am all about the normal, paranormal podcast. So thrilled to be here. The beautiful Janice and the beautifully wonderful Molly have asked me back to intro the final episode of the season, and I think they want me to quit talking now. Thank you, Pete. It's <laughs> great you, to Pete. see you. And I want to acknowledge and celebrate that we got to 500 listens. Woof, woof. Cheers. Cheers. Tinkle, tinkle, cheers. <laughs> mm. Take sip. We're actually at 532. And we know to some of you that's a small number, but to us, it means a lot. And we appreciate every single listen. All about milestones, people. Yes. And we also noticed we have a... a wide range of ages but the majority of our listeners are gen z thank you gen zers and we don't know why i could be your mom (laughs) janice could be your aunt uh but we appreciate it so much so thank you for tuning in you're gonna save the country and you're gonna save the podcasting industry yes we appreciate every single listen and tell your friends make it make it a podcast listening party All right, so um, I just want to give a shout out to all of the people that listen to our show from all around the world. We have two new countries that were added to our list of listeners this week. So shout out to Finland and Brazil. Thank you guys so much. Um, We appreciate, like Molly said, every single listener, and we hope to keep on adding to our list of listeners, and um, we appreciate Everything that you've done, merch that you've bought from our um, Redbubble page. So buy our merch and listen. And like I said, have a party. But thank you for listening. Absolutely. And we want to thank those of you who have bought T-shirts like Austin in the UK. We appreciate that so much on (laughs) Redbubble. And our store is called Normal Paranorm. And send us ideas. This is our finale (laughs) of season one. And we need to go on some more hunts and things like that so we can get some more info. Um, But, you know, share any ideas with us. It doesn't have to just be ghosts. It could be anything that is weird in any way. We will explore it. We'll research it. We'll talk about it. And our email is normalparanormal817 at gmail. Or you can go to our Facebook, Normal Paranormal, or our Insta, Normal Paranormal, or our Twitter, Normal Paranormal 817. And again, just thank you, thank you so much um, for your listens. And today's episode has two titles. It's Ghost in the Machine, which is funny because we're re-recording because our machine had ghosts in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean that as far as people who actually live and continue to live in homes that have ghosts in them um, and work as we do with ghosts in their workplace. And we've got a bunch of listener stories that we've accumulated. And we're also calling this School Spirits Part 2 because we've got some updates on the school at which we teach. All right. So um, this story, we're taking it way back. 
Um, so I had just started teaching at the school where we currently teach. And I'm not sure if these students heard about me telling ghost stories um, in my classroom during the month of October, or maybe I had one of the girls on the, the step team in my class, or she had a friend that was on the step team and she just told her about me. I have no idea. All I know is that these girls came to my room one day and they were visiting one of their friends that was taking a test or a quiz in my class or something like that. And we start talking about like paranormal stuff. And they're like, oh my God, we have a story to tell you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I'm new to the school. Like I just started teaching. So I'm just like, sure, go ahead. So um, they're preparing for a competition at our school and our school was the host. So the girls were practicing at night in the auditorium and it was probably around 7 30 8 o'clock i'm not sure how late it was and <clears throat> they had this weird experience so they're practicing they take a break they're sitting on the stage they're talking like teenage girls do and one of them looks up and they see in the third or fourth row some kid a boy high school age sitting not saying anything, no expression on his face, just staring at the stage like he's a spectator. And so they're thinking, all right, so some kid has gotten into the auditorium because he probably heard us stepping in our, in our routine and was curious. So there's like, they're like, you can't be in here. We're practicing for a competition. We can't have anyone in here because we might be recording us. We don't want our steps revealed, things like that. And so the girl's like, you can't be in here. No expression on the kid's face, no reaction whatsoever, just blank stare. And so they're thinking, that's weird. So more of them get involved and they, some more of them, like they get up, they start walking off the stage and our stage is set up to where you have steps going off the stage and then you have to pass the orchestra pit and then get into the main auditorium area. And so as they're getting up and walking down the steps from the stage, this kid, whoever it is, just gets up slowly, not a care in the world, without saying anything still and just turns around and starts walking out. And so the girls can't be more than maybe 20 yards away from him. Like in, in terms of time, maybe about 15, 10, 15 seconds behind him. And so he is walking out casually. He's not in a hurry. Like he's in trouble. He's not scared. And so he just starts walking out. He gets out of the auditorium doors, which are not light doors. None of the doors in the auditorium area are light. Not one of them. No. Okay. And so he gets out. And like I said, these girls are like no more than like 10 seconds behind him and pacing. And there's nowhere to hide once you exit the auditorium. That's not how our school is set up in no. the upper gym lobby area. It's a big foyer and it's tile. It's loud. Yeah. There's nowhere he could have gone that they would not have heard some noise to indicate oh he's down this hall or he went down the stairs or something especially if you're trying to get away that fast you have to make some noise <laughs> like i don't there's nowhere else no you know no way else to explain it so anyways they left they left the auditorium and they looked left they looked right they looked you know down the hall straight ahead of them or on the stair stairwell nothing no one and i'm sure they told an ap or, you know, told, you know, the security guards, hey, someone was in the auditorium. And I believe, like, later on, 
I think if I think I may have dug a little bit more after that. And they didn't see anything on the video camera though Ugh. either. Like nothing was there. And so these girls, for the most part, sounded like they were making the story up, but they were dead serious. And we're just like, we don't we don't know. We don't know. He was just gone. And I don't think they put too much thought into it after that. They just told me the story and then left me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> and so since then, um, their story has become more and more real because if you've listened to previous podcasts where we had School Spirits Part 1, um, we've had some personal experiences in the auditorium. So um, what they told me all those years ago, back in 2006, 2007, was not a lie. And... Um, that kid, whoever it was, um, something tells me he gets around the school a lot. I think he does, too. I think he was the kid in your room. He may deal in the work rooms. I don't know. Um, but to corroborate that, this is a listener's story, but she's also a former student um, of mine. And speaking of the auditorium, so she writes... So it was over the summer during one of the accelerated courses. It was me and a group of about five friends. And even though we were supposed to eat lunch in the cafeteria, most of us didn't. And the teachers never enforced it because it's summer school. Why were they? (laughs) So we go off into the parts of the school where the lights were out. So one day we were having lunch in the stairwell over near the band hall next to where the theater dungeon is, which we have talked about in School Spirits Part 1. Spookiest, weirdest place (laughs) ever. And we were eating, and suddenly I just get a spooky feeling that we were being watched. So I get up and run upstairs, and everyone follows me until we were well down the hall, over near the front where the science classes are, and they're like, what the hell is up? And I was like, I just got a spooky feeling. And my friend, who'd been in theater, tells us about Greg the Ghost. So now we have a name. And we were like, what? And then we went to talk to the theater teacher, and she told us his origin story. She told us that Greg was always a sort of creepy guy. He got caught several times peeping on changing actresses from the catwalk. And he showed up to prominent tuxedo without a shirt and was turned away, and he was pissed. Then he got hit by an 18-wheeler on an overpass. I don't remember if it was an accident or on purpose, But he did pass, and the theater club planted a tree in his honor in the courtyard, which died three months later. And ever since, when girls go to the auditorium or dungeon without any males around, they get spooky feelings and cold spots, and they hear things. The theater teacher said she would not go into the auditorium alone if she could help it. Yeah, I mean, I don't advise anyone to go into the auditorium by themselves if Mm -mm. they can help it. I mean, it's just... It's a creepy place. I mean, love our school. I really do. But, but that at auditorium, night, if you're alone anywhere, that auditorium is spooky. just something weird. It's a vibe in it there. Really is. It really is. And you're not just making things up like you think, oh, I'm just adding like a spooky factor to it. Like, no. Um, mm-hmm. We've been in there not expecting really anything, and we've experienced things. And of course, we're not recording or expecting anything weird to happen, but it just happens. And kids, you know, from theater and choir, anyone who hangs out in there for class will come back and say, I mean, things do happen, but they kind of like, you know, blow them off. You know, teenagers are like, oh, well, maybe the lights always go off. But it did happen a few years ago where the lights were going off 
or the electricity would cut off just at random times during rehearsals and the kids started noticing like that's just weird because the wiring was just fixed right because they did like an overhaul of our auditorium and so the fact that the you know audio went out and the lights went out like that shouldn't be happening maybe it's the, like the phantom <clears throat> of the opera and they're not saving his seat yes maybe Sing that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i had this great performance <laughs> Sing for me, my angel. It's like it was great. Riveting. <laughs> so um, we've talked about our English workroom before, but um, things have taken a violent turn from time to time. And I'm just going to talk about uh, the couple of times that it's happened. <clears throat> One Once to me and uh, twice to another teacher. So um, the first thing that happened this year was um, a coworker of ours was in the English workroom rearranging some of the books to get it more organized. And these shelves have not moved in, I don't know, decades. I don't yeah, know. At least 30 years. Yeah. They've been where they are. They haven't moved. There's been no reason to move them. Mm-mm. Even with us, with us moving books in and out, they're just there. And let me preface this by saying this is before the winter storm. So yeah. later Snowy you'll hear me tell a story about us moving shelves after the storm. But this is prior to the storm, the winter storm in Texas. Because we have flooding and things got moved anyway. This is before all that. Anyways, so she was in the back English workroom. And this shelf was against the wall. It wasn't moving. It wasn't unstable. And it just tilted and it almost fell on her, right on her body. I mean, she could have been seriously injured. Luckily for her, fortunately, the blessing really, um, there was a box or some other type of shelving that was right in front of it where it stopped the shelf from falling on top of her fully. And so she was able to scoot back unscathed miraculously. And I mean, it, Kind of scared a little bit at Jarter because, I mean, those shelves don't move. No, they haven't. <laughs> There's no reason why that bookshelf should have fallen at all. And so that was one instance. And then fast forward a few months and once again before the winter storm, I'm back there helping because we got new books. So yay for new literature. But anyways, <laughs> we got new books and I'm in the back back room of our English work room, which if you've heard our... um previous podcasts we uh have a friend who is sensitive to things and she's already um talked about how there's something dark back there in that back room of our english workroom and it's not a pleasant feeling so i was back there because why not <laughs> <laughs> and um i got a pair of scissors to me they were dull because all school scissors are mostly dull no one has sharp scissors i mean no come on we don't cut much of anything so i was using these scissors and i'm back there opening boxes putting books on shelves i don't consider myself clumsy and so um i don't know what happened like within seconds i'm opening a box i'm putting books on the shelf and then I slice my um, knuckle open on my thumb and tear off a chunk of skin. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, how? I'm like, I'm like back there. If there was a camera on me, I'm like back there staring at my my thumb. I'm like, how did I even do that? And so 
I leave, of course, because I can't continue unboxing things because I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and so I go back and bandage my, my hand and I'm pretty much done for the day. So fast forward after the winter storm, we're back at it again, trying to reorganize the room. After the flood. After the winter storm flood. Yeah, it flooded <clears throat> the whole area. Everything was moved, carpeting, all that stuff. Anyway, so we're back there and the shelves are not where they're supposed to be because they moved them and didn't bother putting them back because why would they? <laughs> <laughs> so means of the teacher, the same teacher that almost got the bookshelf, you know, fall on top of her. We're back there. And we're thinking, we're just going to move this shelf bit by bit. We're not going to do too much because we don't want it to, like, you know, fall because we're manipulating it. And all the shelves just collapse. Just collapse. And mm. these shelves have been moved before, so I don't know why that day of all days, it would all the shelves, all of them just collapse. I was able to back up in time to where my hand wasn't in the way and my feet either because they almost hit my foot i think I was wearing scandals that day so thank god but um our co-worker wasn't so lucky and she sliced her finger open i mean she could have honestly lost that finger because Ugh. looking back at those shelves i mean there were some pretty sharp edges where those um shelves were sitting on like pins that are nailed into the corners of the shelf, you know to make them sturdy anyways that those had dropped and she could have lost her finger she had to go to nurse and everything mm. and Luckily, um, they put, you know, some bandages on her finger and she didn't have to go get stitches. But I mean, it was a pretty near thing. And I don't think Greg likes our new books. No. And <laughs> we talked about last time the math workroom is right above the English workroom yeah. and it's even crazier. Yeah. So that little area for some reason is charged up. It was not a fun experience. And so I told our coworker, I'm like, maybe not. To hang out back there for too long. Yeah, no, I don't. Think Especially so. in the evening time, mm -mm. we were doing it during the day, so I don't know what to say at this point other than don't go back there. But we need books, so we do need books. You can't avoid the area altogether. All right, so this next story um, always gives me chills, and I always <laughs> start tearing up because I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it, even as I tell the story over and over again. And the only reason why I share this story, because I don't want it living rent-free in my brain <laughs> <laughs> by myself. If I had to suffer with it, everyone else should too. So <laughs> this happened at my parents' old house. And it's only their old house because they just moved a year ago. <laughs> because they, you know, we convinced them to get a one-story home because they're getting older. And so um, this was my childhood home. So anyways, we're... In the house, I'm in my 20s. I had already started working at the school we currently teach. And my sister-in-law was over. We were upstairs, the upstairs game room. And my mom was downstairs in the kitchen. So at one point, my sister-in-law gets up. She's like, I'm thirsty. And she goes downstairs. Now, I don't pay attention after that. She gets up, goes downstairs, and I'm on my phone watching TV, whatever I'm doing up there. Um, I don't really start paying attention until she comes back up, which... I kind of thought to myself that was really fast. And so I look up at her and her face is just one of confusion. And I could see her thinking about something and I don't see any water in her hand or a drink of any kind. So I'm like, I thought you went, went downstairs to get a drink. And she didn't even answer that. She just said, um, is your dad home? And I'm just like, what a weird 
<laughs> question. Um, I'm pretty sure he is. Probably. I don't know. And I'm incredibly lazy. I'm not going downstairs to ask questions. So I just shout. And first I shout, Dad? Dad? <laughs> <laughs> and then I know my mom's in the kitchen. So I'm just like, Mom? <laughs> Mom? Shrill. Anyways, and my mom's like, what is it? Because she can get annoyed very quickly <laughs> with me asking questions. <laughs> and I was like, is dad home? And she's like, you know your dad's not home. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, no, no, I didn't. And I was like, okay, are you sure he didn't make it back? She's like, you would have heard the alarm because at our yeah, old house, ding, ding. the ding goes off for anything and everything. Front door opens, ding. Garage door opens, ding. Everything's a ding. So she's like, if you didn't hear that, you know he's not home. And he wasn't. And so that's when I get quiet and I'm like stage whispering to my sister-in-law. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> and she's like, um, she's like, I'm not crazy. And I didn't believe she was anyway. But she's like, I went downstairs and she didn't get all the way down. She got like halfway, midway point on the stairs. And she's like, I saw what I thought was your dad. And their old house is set up to where you come into the garage, you go through the washroom. There's a door there that, you know, goes into the little mini hallway that leads to the master bedroom right across from it. And there's like a powder room in between. And so she's like, I went to the middle of the steps and I stopped right there and I saw what I thought was your dad, who I thought was your dad. And, you know, I think she said she waved or she said hi or something. But whoever it was, no expression on his face, didn't say anything and just turned back towards the master bedroom and just walked into the room. After facing the stairs, he just turned and walked to the bedroom without saying a thing. And so she just thought it was the weirdest thing. And so she's like, it was weird. So I just wanted to ask if he was home and we found out that he was not. And from that moment forward, I was hyper aware <laughs> of sensing something down there and it didn't always happen. So that's why I knew I wasn't completely <laughs> crazy because mm -hmm. it wasn't always a feeling that I got. It didn't happen all the time, but some nights it would. When I'd be over there and I would be in the upstairs bathroom, which is almost directly in front of the staircase. And I would look down there and it would be dark downstairs. And you know how you can make yourself think that there's something there. But I mean, it was just a weird feeling. Like I said, it didn't happen all the time. And I felt like someone was just staring upstairs, like right yeah. at me, not moving. It wasn't menacing or anything like that. It was just staring. That story makes me think of two things. One, um, in the house I grew up in, I've talked about before, um, from the 70s, and we had one of those little intercom things, mm -hmm. you know, where you can talk into it oh upstairs. Um, I guess so you're not yelling or whatever, <laughs> but we still yell into yeah. it. But I'm remembering that we would hear all kinds of voices in that thing. And I don't know if it was just picking up the neighbors, but... That sucker would pick up the weirdest stuff. Like, we stopped using it because it was so weird. That's so weird. And then I was thinking with your dad um, on Reddit, I read the spooky stories. I follow ghosts on Reddit. Um, so during the day, um, I'll look through the stories, but I read one that's really similar. 
and it was a girl and she saw her sister and again same thing no expression just kind of surly you know not happy just turned away like like rude (laughs) (laughs) hey listen and you know same thing just kind of disappeared wasn't really there um but then somebody had commented about doppelgangers and parallel universes and things like that so i was thinking that something that's less scary yeah. than the idea of a ghost or like an entity or something like that. And it's something I think we should explore next season. For sure. So yeah, if you guys have any thoughts about that, you know, Einstein believed in parallel universes. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe it's like a blip. So there's like 20,000 other me's somewhere and some of them are surly. Guys, I don't know. All these things are possible. The government just confirmed UFOs after all these years oh, yeah. of we, people speculating. We've been new. Yeah. <laughs> we've been new. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, government. But yeah, and to add to that, like, I find it interesting that it happened to my sister-in-law, who was not one to be deep into the paranormal. I mean, she doesn't even really watch a lot of television or movies. She's really not into that. She reads and sometimes she'll watch documentaries and she works and everything, but she's not really into the paranormal stuff. So when she told me that story, automatically, it it, it took seconds for me to be like, okay, that actually happened. And I'm glad it didn't happen to me, selfishly. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> because I is, I think it's just perfect timing that my parents moved out of that house when they did. Because it was becoming more and more instances in the house where things were happening. And like I said, if you've heard our podcast up to this one, I mean, I've talked about my parents' house multiple times. Yeah. And just... If the new owners are listening... Please stop. Yeah, please stop listening. <laughs> they have small children, so I hope you're not listening at all. No, it's good. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, it's all good. They're not... Anything in that house is not evil or mean. Didn't you use your giant sage, like your sagier sage in that place to, to clean it? I actually did not <laughs> oh, use no. the sage. <laughs> oh, well. You're but, on your I own. Did, but I did pray over that, the house and the land before my parents left the house. Oh, good. And I did do a blessing over the house um, so the new family would have peace there and good. that nothing there would be upset that uh, my parents were leaving and that the new people were awesome yes. and that they were going to respect the, the house and the land and everything. So. Yes. Um, because I, you know what, now that I mention it, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to post on Instagram. I don't think I've ever posted on Instagram that picture of the driveway. The last, no, you didn't. The last ring photo. It was a thunderstorm. It's spooky. And this is prior to my parents leaving. So I was over there helping them move and everything a lot. So mom and I are like packing up boxes and everything. Anyways, huge thunderstorm. And this was like back in 2019, 2019. Mm-hmm. And, um, the ring camera, my, my dad has one in the front in the driveway, so it picks up the entire driveway area and part of the front porch area of the walkway. Anyways, um, I never check the ring at night, and I don't even know why I downloaded the app because I'm just like, this is not my house. And I wonder if the creator <laughs> knew how scary that thing would be. <laughs> I don't want to. And I haven't even downloaded it for my parents' new house because I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> my dad asked me the other day why don't you have the, the ring up I'm like why should I hey sirrah, sirrah. yeah so anyways I checked the ring that night and I just knew it was a bad idea but something was making me check it I don't know what it was I was the compulsions. <sighs> just, it was a compulsion seriously and it it rarely happens but I opened it up and I was at the same time I was like praying I'm like don't say anything don't say anything I don't want to say anything and I looked at it I'm like rain spot <laughs> 
It's Surely. a rain spot. Shaped like a man. I'm like, but damn it, it looks like a man. I'm like, On that's, a horse. <laughs> that's not possible. And something else was next to it. I couldn't make out what it was, but something else was next to it. And then I later found out because I shared the photo because I took a screenshot. Because I, I wanted to, yeah. I just want a confirmation that I wasn't crazy. You're not crazy. <laughs> and so I sent it to Molly and I sent it to our friend who was sensitive. And I showed them like, see anything? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And they both said that um, they saw a man. So the same man that I saw. And then I, I believe it was our friend that also said, and there's a horse next to him. But it wasn't negative. It was. It wasn't negative. I didn't get any bad feelings from it. It just shocked the hell out of me because it's not what I expected to see when I checked the ring. To because I mean we heard the you know when the ring makes sounds when anything passes in front of your house. It was like three a.m. <laughs> of course. So nothing was passing in front. And we, my parents live on a very quiet street. I mean, there's a bunch of older people in that neighborhood so it wasn't a lot of driving back and forth at 3 a.m so that's why i really wanted to check because i'm like what's going on 3 a.m in the middle of a thunderstorm at night and and that's what it was and there was a man with a horse it's like he was holding his reins or maybe his hand was on top of Mm -hmm. the mane and he was standing in the middle of the driveway facing the house and so mm. I'll put that up on Instagram and everyone can have yeah. that living for, <laughs> free in their mind, just like I have for the yes, past and nine months. <laughs> so, um, that was fun, but enough about my parents creepy old house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to another story. Cause more shadow people. Hey, they just keep on coming. The fun never stops. <laughs> So this is in college. So eons ago. Um, oh, whatever. <laughs> it was in college and I was really sick. So it was around finals. And so I was already stressed and I wasn't feeling well. So like most young people who get sick and it's like finals, you just pop in. Dope yourself up. Yeah, dope yourself up. Trying to stay awake. And I was like popping Sudafed, trying to feel better. Because I don't know what it was. I guess it was sinus infection. Anyways, my roommate and I had decided that we were going to separate our suite in the dorms and she would take one side. I take the other because we'd have some privacy, especially during finals. We didn't want to be communicating and interrupting each other. So anyways, I fell asleep on the couch and mm, I, I don't remember exactly what time it was where I fully woke up, but I woke up and I don't know what woke me up because I should have been out. I had taken so much medicine. The shadow person woke you up. Seriously, I don't know what it was, but I looked up and my eyes automatically went to the corner of the room by the door, by the entrance. And there was a man standing there, com- like a complete shadow figure. I saw the shoulders, I saw the body, the legs, I saw the head. He was just standing in the corner. Now, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but when you're not feeling well and you know that veil just falls between yourself and the spirit world maybe like you just don't care about much i honestly didn't care about anything i was like who cares i feel like i'm on death's door <laughs> like yeah. i am sick so i was just staring at it and i made sure i was thinking to myself I'm like i'm not asleep i'm not asleep i'm not asleep and i leaned forward a little bit and i was squinting to make sure I was seeing the right thing. I'm like, maybe I'm hallucinating because I took so much medicine. But no, I saw what I saw. 
And I think at one point, now that I think about it, I actually said something out loud to whatever I, I saw. And I'm, I, yeah. And I think I said something along the lines of, um, what do you want or who is it? And like I said, I just didn't care. I felt horrible. Like I felt just gross. And so I was like, what do I have to lose? I'm like, take me now. Like, what is it? And it's a dorm. So, you know, who knows what my mind was thinking at the time? Someone get in the dorm room. I mean, I don't know. That's true. And so I was like, what is it? What do you want? And then nothing didn't move. Thank God. Didn't move nothing. And so I don't know how, but I talked myself into going back to sleep and it wasn't that hard anyway, because I was feeling like crap. And when I woke up in the morning, I kind of just convinced myself that I didn't see what I saw. But I mean, thinking back on it later, like less than a week later, I'm like, yeah, I definitely, definitely Mm -hmm. saw a shadow figure in my room. And that's pretty jacked. And honestly, (laughs) and I didn't mention this earlier, so it's a good thing that we actually re-recorded this podcast. But I live on the 10th floor of that dorm. And it was a co-ed dorm. And earlier that semester, I found out that they, the dorm and the dean had nailed the window shut oh, God. from the upper levels of the dorm. And we found out why. Mm-hmm. It was during one of the summer sessions. Um, one of the girls uh, broke up with her boyfriend, or I should say her bro- boyfriend broke up with her. And she was devastated. She jumped out of the 10th story oh, window. No. Which is the same floor I lived on. Of course. Probably that room. Of course. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Probably. And so she jumped out, out of the window. She died, of course. Oh, um, and so the university, instead of just, you know, making a statement and telling people to get mental health uh, counseling if you ever need it, they're like, we'll just nail the window shut. Yeah. Be Problem fine. solved. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That, that was makes a, more sense now. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. a lot of weird things that happened on that floor now that I think about it. So Jeez. doors opening and closing and noises where people didn't no one was next door in the room they were at parties they weren't home or in the dorm so anyways that's another story but anyways on to another college story though (laughs) more shadow people and this came um from a former student at the school where we teach i'm gonna start a band called shadow people yes please (laughs) and we just stand there and stare at you Thank you we don't for coming. Play any instruments. We just stare at you. <laughs> don't say anything. Thank you, New York. Have a good night. <laughs> Walk off the stage. <laughs> okay. Okay. This student is uh, now uh, in the U- UK? UK at Oxford. Oh my. Yeah, my. And so I did ask for permission to share this story. So um, I'm gonna read what he wrote. Um, verbatim. All right. So he shared two stories. I'm also going to share his LOLs that he put in the most inappropriate places because I'm like freaked out and he's saying LOL. So anyways, (laughs) so he's like the most recent one was when I was staying in an Airbnb before coming to the UK. He's like, I went to bed, but then I woke up and couldn't move at all, but I could still look around the room. And there was this dark figure in the corner of the room. LOL. (laughs) So I was trying to move, but I couldn't. And I also couldn't look away. And I just started crying and whimpering. LOL. (laughs) And Onyx, which was his dog, uh, is his dog, was with me, thankfully. 
He's like, I was so loud. I woke him up and he licked my face and it was like the trance was over because I fully woke up and could move, but the figure was gone. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading this. I'm like, nothing is funny about this story. There's nothing LOL about that. Nothing is funny about this story. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. And then he had another one. And he went on to say the room was also partially lit by street lamps outside. So it was definitely a form in the corner. The contours were strong. LOL. (laughs) My soul was in danger. Lols. Oh, God. I love you, Austin. Anyways, um, and then he told me the second story. And I'm still trying to kind of traumatize him the first one. Yeah. And he's like... Then before that, um, he was with his then boyfriend and he's like, we were staying in his grandma's house and her last husband died in the master bedroom where we were staying. Oh God. And his grandma says she had quote felt him before and his ashes were also in the room. LOL. We were just in bed chilling and I got up to go to the bathroom. But for some reason, I stop in the middle of the room, probably to harass his then boyfriend, LMAO. <laughs> so I'm facing the bed and away from the door. And when I turn around, there is this dark figure in the doorway that wasn't there before. It's always the doorway. Always the doorway. And I just got the tingles and was like, and he like sent like the big eye emoji. (laughs) He's like, so I stood there and stared at it. And his then boyfriend was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm pretty sure someone's standing in the doorway. LOL. (laughs) Big eye emoji. I'm in the circle. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. Um, So he starts freaking out. Ha ha. And I just slowly return to the bed and sit there. I don't even remember how it went away, but I did eventually use the bathroom. L-M-A-O. <laughs> I applaud your bravery. So he's, uh. he's, he actually sent me this message um, right before he listened to Molly and my, um, our podcast with my college anecdote that right. I I had mentioned before because I think I probably mentioned my college anecdote in a there's a lot podcast. of shadow people stories yeah I don't want to have one personally at all I like, guess the last one I want to have do, do. and so I really hope that um Austin doesn't have another one no either Austin if you're listening to this I love you so much thank I you I do too <laughs> so that's it for the shadow people Woo. so let's come back to Arlington Texas and we meant to talk about this last time when we were talking about old school pizza um, because in that area, there is what is now a museum, and it's called Fielder House. And they do tours, and uh, like little second and third grade classes go there on their field trips, although they're far too young to appreciate anything. Full disclosure, I went there as a third grader. Did <laughs> and not didn't appreciate, appreciate anything. anything. <laughs> so Janice and I were tooling around Arlington, again, trying to get some more fodder for our uh, podcasts. And it was... Towards the end of their hours, so we just kind of drove up to Fielder House to see what was up and to see if they were still open. And we go in, and they were almost closing. I mean, it was like a few minutes. And we met 
Wanda. And Wanda, oh my God. I'm not even sure she's human. I think she's an angel. I think she's a ghost herself. She came out of nowhere. she's 250 years old. I don't know. She really did come out of nowhere, though, because we didn't see her first. We saw the other caretaker or... Who was out the door with her purse? Yeah, she was gone. She was like literally grabbing her purse, and she was she was basically telling us, "We're we're we're closing, (laughs) like I'm leaving." And she like you know called for Wanda, but she just materialized. I don't know where she came from. (laughs) (laughs) She's in her nineties. She has roots in Arlington. Um, she's adorable. But in her memory is spot on. I it's mean, amazing. I forget things that I did last week. I do too. But Wanda is just like spitting off facts from decades ago. Stories. And like, like Wanda. Like, Incredible. We thought she was just going to show us the first like two rooms and then say, <laughs> come back another time. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Make an appointment. She gave us the full tour. The basement, this, up the stairs, every item in that museum she had a story. She had it down pat. I mean, just just love her. Like, just incredible. She even like showed us the original blueprints. I think at some point. I think so too. And she was telling you know talking about walls that were put in for the purpose of the museum, but weren't there in the original you know built building of the home. And I'm just like Wanda. And we you know of course we're trying to kind of surreptitiously. Check for ghosts. We didn't tell her about that. No, not at all. Um, and we really ended up just being really interested in what she was saying. Oh, so yeah. If you can ever get to Fielder House, she knows everything about Arlington. And there's a highway that goes like all the way across the country in Arlington. I didn't even know that. Um, and we had the little SLS camera on and we caught these figures. The Bankhead Highway. Just, yes. Yeah. Just enjoying this tour along with us. And I'll repost it, but there's a figure that helps Wanda up the stairs, although she didn't need that help. No. She is straight as an arrow. Yes, she is. And strong as an ox. Yes. Um, And then she gets this player piano going somehow. You have to, like, crank it and pump it, but she got it going. Oh, yeah. And this figure's just dancing, you know, in the room along to it. Um, So she definitely had some company there that that just love her. Yes. As as we came to love her as well. And... She has a sense of humor. <laughs> there was a room with all these <laughs> creepy antique dolls, and we thought it was going to be a super creepy room. We're like, ooh, I don't, I don't even want to be in here. It used to be an here. old porch. It used to be an open porch. Yeah. But yeah. And they made it a toy room, and there were these books, and she starts rifling through them because it's not on the top, but she's like, look at this one. Pretty little pussy. <laughs> it's about kittens. We're like Wanda. But she's like, obviously, this is not on the top. You mink. And it was so funny. You know, <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, Wanda. I just love her. It was hilarious. Like, that was that was a good moment. Definitely. <laughs> um, and to segue into, again, we're talking about people living and working with ghosts. Wanda works with ghosts who just adore her, obviously. And I have a story from... Another former student who's also a listener. Um, and her sister actually does a podcast called Golden Ghouls. Golden Ghouls. Shout, Shout out. out to them. They have like tons of episodes and are just amazing. Um, but Autumn sent us a story because it goes along with what we're talking about. And she worked in a veterinary office. And this is the story she had to tell. Hi. So my name is Autumn. And I wanted to tell you guys about a time that I had an experience at work. 
So I work at an animal hospital in Arlington, Texas. And before we built our pet resort that is next to the hospital, we took care of the boarding dogs at the hospital in the kennels over there. So it was a Sunday morning and it was me and two other girls working. And we have to be there at 7 a.m. on Sundays to get there and feed and walk the dogs before, you know, we go home and everything. So me and my friend Rachel walk into the hospital at the same time and clock in on the computer. So it's kind of dark in there. And as we're clocking in, I kind of hear what sounds like two women talking. And you know, most of the people that work at the hospital are women. But in the mornings when we're closed, only like the kennel staff is there. So there's no like doctors or technicians until, you know, a tech will come later on. So I kind of just ignored it and I walked away for a second and my friend was still sitting at the computer clocking in and when I went back over to the computer, she was like, do you hear that? And I said, yeah, I do. The, the talking and she said, yeah. And she was like, oh, it's probably just like a technician or something here early. And our other coworker was like in the back where we prepped the food and walked the dogs and she was preparing all the breakfast. And I was like, well, Rachel, there's only three cars in the parking lot and all three of us are here. So if there was any extra people here, there's no other cars outside. And so what it sounded like was just two women having a conversation in one of the exam rooms. We also don't take appointments on Sundays and it's still dark in the hospital. So, you know, no one should be in there but us for kennel. So we go back in the back and ask our other coworker if there was someone else in the building besides us. And she was like, no, like I know we're short staffed, but we'll be, we'll be okay. And I was like, that's not what we mean. We're wondering if there's anyone else in this building besides us because we hear two women having a conversation in one of the exam rooms. And now you couldn't really hear what they were saying. It just sounded like back and forth, like a conversation, just kind of whispers. And there, none of the TVs were on. The radio that plays throughout the hospital wasn't on. So she wanted to go see where the sounds was coming from. So we took her to the exam room where we heard the noises and there was nobody there. You know, it was dark in all the exam rooms. It was still dark throughout the hospital. And so we all just kind of looked at each other and continued on our day and just didn't worry about it. Um, but I believe in 2015 at the hospital I work at, one of the receptionists lost her battle with depression and she loved working at the hospital I work at. She loved animals, you know, she had animals outside of work, horses, things like that. So she was a big animal lover. So I had talked to one of the other receptionists that, you know, had worked there for a while and she said, I bet what you heard was her because other people that work there have also had experiences kind of similar to mine, but in their own way. 
So that happened in 2019 to me. And now we have our pet resort. So it's like a newer building, you know. But yeah, this happened a few years ago and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So thank you and I hope everyone has a good day. So thank you, Autumn, so much. Thank you, Autumn. And I'm proud of you for going back in there after that. And I'm (laughs) sure, you know, you work with animals. So surely that's some kind of St. Francis type helpers has with to you. Be. It has to be because we don't deserve dogs. They're amazing. They're Cats, amazing. all of them. So thank you so much for sharing that story. I have another one from <laughs> a colleague um, who also is a listener. Sweetest person ever. Yes. And she sent us a message. She said, are ghosts in the daytime a thing? And I was like, of course. Hashtag day hunting. And she said, well, I just saw one in my fully lit kitchen. I saw a person or object in white walk out of my kitchen. I'm in the dining room, but all the kids are in their rooms. I was like, WTF? Went the other way to look and no one was there. I kept swiveling in my chair and turning my head to see what it might have been that I saw. Maybe something out of the corner of my eye in the backyard out of the kitchen window. I didn't see anything it could have been. But I'm glad it was white because that's positive. I don't need no more negative. And this is from a a teacher who had had enough of pandemic teaching at the moment she told me this story. She also talked about she has a camper. Their RV is parked next to their house. And she said, the ghost just turned on the radio in the camper. I was trying to take a nap. It played I'll Stop the World and Melt With You, which is one of my favorite songs. Oh, goodness. Now, from another colleague. Yes. Who is <laughs> she, part of our little uh, English teacher friend group. She is legitimately the sweetest person ever. Definitely, definitely. And we had had some, uh, we were imbibing because it was the end of the year and we're celebrating the end of this horrific year. Yeah. And she was telling us, and she's completely chill about it. Like, if she were typing this, she would have LOL after every sentence. Yes. She's just like, oh, it's whatever. So she was saying she went with some of her friends um, to an Airbnb again. I think I understand why people rent these places we out. We need better reviews, guys. There. If you I know. Have let's some be honest. Experiences. Let's put them out let's there on the Airbnb reviews. Yes. And um, so she and her friend were sleeping in one of the rooms, and they had brought a portable, like air purifier, air conditioner thing because it was hot, and. Anytime they would walk over to it, it would either turn on or turn off. It would do the opposite of what they wanted it to do. It had a mind of its own. It was very frustrating. And normally, when you turn those things on, they just stay on until you go manipulate it. And they're sleeping, and they've got the cool setting on so they'll be comfortable. But then in the middle of the night, it cranks up to the hottest heat possible on its own. They're just sweating. They're like, what the hell? So they try to walk over to it. Of course, it turns off. And she hears her name whispered in her ear while she's trying to sleep. Now, her friend had gone when, when the thing did the heat on its own. So, but she just went back to sleep. She's like the bravest person I know. Yeah, I couldn't. And her parents' house, which she's still, when she's in town, because she lives in Dallas, when she's in town, she stays there. 
And um, apparently the woman who used to live there, the mother, died in the room that our friend stays in. Didn't see anything wrong with that. Uh Uh-uh. No, that's cool. Whatever. (laughs) And the daughter is like, so can I still have a key (laughs) to this house that's no longer mine? I'm just like, hold up. And can I keep crackers and peanut butter there so I have a snack? Short answer is no to all that. When I come visit my ghost mom (laughs) that I'm keeping trapped here on this plane? Who was making noise and bothering you all every chance she gets. So when our friend sleeps there... She hears this dragging around her bed, like a foot dragging, just something heavy around the bed. And again, she just goes back to sleep. And there's a stand-up mirror, so she's getting ready for work there sometimes. And she's she was plucking her eyebrows, like we all do. And the tweezers, yeah, sometimes you drop them. But these were yanked out of her hand and tossed across the room, mm-hmm. which is not normal. Not normal. And then one time she got up and she hadn't put in her corrective whatever, glasses or whatever, and she thought it was her straightener, but she reaches down and it's a snake. And they don't have a cat to carry something like that in or a doggy door or whatever. She has a rabbit who's not going to bring a snake in. So, yeah, some creepy things happen there and they are some super brave and understanding people to put up with all of that. Absolutely (laughs) not. No, you may not have a key. no. No crackers, no <laughs> peanut butter, or what the hell. Janice, what have we learned through all of this? Oh, we have learned a lot. This has been a crazy year, but Molly and I just got the idea to, hey, let's let's follow through on doing something about the paranormal because, I mean, it's been part of our lives and something that we've done in our spare time for years. And so we're like... Let's do a podcast. And we just, we just did it. And, and we did the thing. We, we did finished the thing. it. You know, if you have a dream or you have a, something that you really want to go after and do, it could be small. It could be big. doesn't matter what, like go for it. We learned that during this pandemic year because teaching at times was very stressful mm. along with everything else that was going on health wise in the world. Just depressing as hell. It's so it was good to hell. have something to This was an uplift. escape for sure. And um, we had fun. We had a lot of fun, yeah. and you don't have to be a professional ghost hunter. No, We're definitely not. <laughs> not by any means. Um, you know, to be able to do something like that and to talk about it and to share that, and we're just so glad that you guys went along with us. We did not expect that, so no. we appreciate that. Some, and we want your input. We want your stories. We want ideas. Do you want to talk about parallel universes? Do you want to talk about doppelgangers? Yes. Do you want to talk about angels? Do you want to talk about ghosts some more? Tell us where to go, where to investigate. You want us to ghost bust your house and banish everything possible from it? We we can do and that. That may happen before we even start the we investigation. We learned we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to throw something out there that Janice is going to kill me for, and then I'll be haunting you. No. Um, Janice is single. What? So if you are oh, a guy, mo- and you are yeah. not crazy, <laughs> and you're hot, and maybe you're into the paranormal, I don't know. I'm just saying. You can I did email not us any at of this. normalparanormal817 <laughs> at gmail.com. did not approve and any of this. And wouldn't that be an amazing story to add to our stories that, oh my God, I heard your voice, and you're so sexy, and I want to go out. And we could make like a Hallmark movie about it. 
I don't, and then that I'm would be our new podcast. Speechless. <laughs> I did not know what to say. This was, and we're we're thinking too. Well, I well I made her speechless. Like maybe we could also like review movies or like shows like Mayor of Easttown, where you go home and you find a body. <laughs> or we could watch horror movies that I hate, but Janice loves. I am really on that track. I think that we after should she do kills me, she'll horror be films solo. Yes. And now that Molly has made her announcement, we are for sure going to be watching solo. horror films. <laughs> Which I have seen, Molly has not, but we will watch them together. I hate them. She told me when I watched The Nun, we'd be done with that. And I watched it, and I hated it. I think Molly knows me well <laughs> enough by now to know that that was not completely true. And she did offer up the information that she had not seen the first Conjuring oh. film, which is the best, one of the best horror films that I have seen. I've seen a lot of horror films, and The Conjuring is pretty awesome, the first Conjuring film, so... Uh, she's but, gonna watch that we're gonna record oh, it now i owe her <laughs> but thank you guys and again send us ideas we're gonna start season two again we're doing like a school year so like late august yeah. we start early august so we'll be back we'll get some more stuff to talk about and you can send us stuff to talk about we'll have a lot more stuff to talk about but in the meantime <laughs> stay here, here or, or go to the light, light but you can't come with us Thank you.